Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. All right. Today's guest is Chef Shay Zappia. Shay is currently the executive chef for Cisco, specializing in recipe and menu development, as well as consulting for some of the biggest restaurants in the Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, and Southern Tier. He started off his journey as a dishwasher at the age of 14 at his father's restaurant. He quickly realized he wanted to be a chef, so enrolled in culinary school. And through networking, he got involved in the American Culinary Federation of Greater Buffalo, became a junior board member, team captain, and an assistant coach for the student hot food competition team for the ACF uh, for three years. And they ended up winning two silver medals and one bronze. Also, he was nominated for the Young Chef of the Year for the Northeast United States um, for this competition. He got to train under many certified master chefs and really honed his discipline and technique. Then he took over the kitchen at his family restaurant at the age of 22. After that closed, he bounced around um, a couple places as a line cook throughout the city, uh, but most, most notably landed at the Saturn Club and then became the sous chef at the 31 Club and then the executive chef at Curly's Grill at 25, where he had his largest growth, earning 8 out of 10 stars by the Buffalo News and nominated as a top five chef in Buffalo in 2013. He competed and won uh, in the Buffalo's Nickel City Chef Competition, which was similar to Iron Chef-style competition. Uh, it had the city's best up-and-coming chefs uh, versus the most talented Buffalo chefs, a.k.a. Nickel City chefs. Uh, after Curly's had experienced some hardships, he bounced around and landed an executive chef position at Savior, um, a restaurant which is a fine dining flagship restaurant in the Niagara Falls Culinary Institute, where students actually interned for him in his kitchen. Uh, he then made a move into the corporate culinary world where he is now uh, because it best suited his family lifestyle. Uh, so tune in and listen to our conversation and welcome Shay Zapia. you being on the call or on the podcast here and um, i appreciate uh, you having a, me yes thank you thank you and and just to give a little background we've we've known each other since second grade i think it was was it miss terranoli yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i i know you went by that yeah <laughs> yeah miss terranoli was was a looker back in the day i don't know what she looks like now but she was a looker back in the day um, yeah we'll just we'll just keep her 92 you know yeah 
Exactly. Yeah. So back in 92, Shay and I were in second grade, Miss Ternoli's class, and uh, we became friends. And uh, we've became friends and, and stayed friends ever since. And it's, uh, oh, it, it's, it's, been, it's been a wild ride to say the least, but uh, we'll talk about that on our Wednesday or, or whatever Wednesday series. But uh, we're here for the Motivation uh, Monday. And just to get a, get, get a little background on you, you know, you, you've worked in the restaurant industry for quite a long time, right? Since you were 14, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. About that. 98. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's impressive. And, and you, you, you haven't been burnt out yet. So uh, probably, probably some, some close calls with being burnt out, but you're, you're still in the restaurant industry and you've, you've moved up the ladder quite quickly and, and, and very, uh, you know, uh, I should say, uh, not uh, shit. Hold not rap. Not rapidly. <laughs> not rapidly. <laughs> right. So, so um, let's uh, let's let's just let's just dive in here. And and how did you first, you know, get to where you are in your career? So so what what made you want to get into uh, becoming a chef? And then how did you get to where you are now? Like what was what was the the process there? Because it's it's been a pretty long journey. Right, exactly. So to to narrow <laughs> to narrow it down in, in into one answer, I guess. I don't know, as a kid, I never really fit any mold, I guess you could say. So um, you know, I always was interested. I loved creating things, even when I was a, a kid. Um, you know, whether it be art, drawing. You know, my grandma was a really good artist, so you know, I inherited a lot of that. And my other grandmother was a cook, so I, I feel like those two are indirectly responsible for how this all, I guess, manifested. Um, but what made me interested in, in cooking is, I mean, it's, it was in my family. My grandfather owned a restaurant um, back in the 70s and 80s in South Buffalo. My dad worked for him, you know, and then as a young kid, you know, my dad bought a restaurant, so I worked for him. So it's like third generation. So, I mean, I, I believe it was our, always there. Um, what exposed me to it is, like I said, you know, I never really fit any mold. I never really had any like true career path. Um, funny enough, I think if you asked me that, you know, question, what I wanted to do when I grew up back when you know, I was 14, you know, I, I thought I was going to go to Cortland to be a, a gym teacher. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, nice. yeah, yeah. Uh, that didn't really pan out. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, no, I mean, um, I got a, a taste of it as a, as a young kid, you know, uh, I was just enamored with just the, the kitchen itself. And like I said, you know, not fitting any mold of being kind of a wild kid, you know, you kind of feel home at home in the kitchen, you know, you're, you're with other people that, you know, are kind of in that, that same light, I guess, you know, so that's where it really started. And I started getting my itch and the fact that my dad had a restaurant, you know, kind of not forced, but I mean, there was no way I wasn't going to be exposed to the, to the industry, you know? Right. And, and now in the, in the bio, uh, that I, that I, I read at the beginning, um, you, you, you had some award nominations and, and, uh, I think you even won some, right? You won some awards. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when, as as time went on working for my father and stuff, you know, I, I started developing, you know, some skills in the kitchen, just nothing, you know, astounding and not like I don't think I was a child prodigy or anything like that, you know, but like I, I had some 
really good basic skills, like right out of the gate, you know, so, um, you know, the thought to go to culinary school, I always went back and forth, you know, but, um, when that, yeah, I went to culinary school, I got involved with the American Culinary Federation and then, um, you know, they, the, the teachers, a lot of the teachers were members of the uh, American Culinary Federation. So they, they picked up on, you know, the natural ability and, and urged me to try out for the hot food team and, and start doing those competitions and stuff like that. So it kind of snowballed from there. And that's where, like, that's where things really started, like, blossoming for my career. And I actually started on my tra- trajectory, I guess. Yeah, and then and then you went into uh, a, a few restaurants, um, some well-known restaurants, uh, mm-hmm. and you you were the executive chefs at those places, uh, and and then you you know started to kind of I guess want to take it a different route, right? Because uh, listen, being a chef, it, it's it's a lot of hours, right? Right. And right. and I'm assuming you know for those that you do not know, Shay, he. He's a father of two boys, uh, you know, husband. And, you know, so I'm assuming being a chef, working those crazy hours and, you know, coming home, you're, you're missing, you know, baseball, you're, you're doing that. So I'm, I'm assuming that kind of wore on you, right? Right. You know, I mean, my drive was instilled in me um, at a very young age. So I really didn't notice I was working those hours, you know, and I didn't realize how much I was missing out on until, like you said, I had, you know, my first son. You know, and that was in 2012. But, you know, what really, I think, really drove me um, was the fact, you know, everything that happened with the restaurant, you know, with my father and everything, you know, the restaurant closed up. My parents had to move out to to Vegas. You know, me and my brother were kind of pretty much almost out on the street, you know. Um, You know, we never wanted that. I never wanted that to happen. I never wanted my, my kids to go through that. So like whatever barriers I had to break through and whatever I had to deal with just to make sure that, you know, there was food on the table is really what, what, what drove me to do that. But like I said, as I, you know, kind of secured my, myself as a, in, 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 as a chef and, you know, the, the worry kind of, of, I guess the worry of, failure never goes away, but, you know, I felt, I felt stable in, in my position. And that was, you know, in 2013, I was still at, um, Curly's. Um, and that's really where I think I, I peaked, you know, I was, uh, nominated for top five chef in, in Buffalo by the art voice, um, in Buffalo, but Mason was just born in 2012. So I was like right at this, like, you know, crossroad, I guess. And everything I went through with, you know, the family, my family restaurant and stuff like that, you know, just, it was just a very crazy time from like 2007 to like 2012, you know, it was just like this blur of, you know, crazy parties and antics, but also like this, you know, newfound, you know, expedited trajectory in my career where, you know, I I actually thought like, you know, it, it could be bigger than, than I ever imagined, I, I guess you could say, but there was always that, what's this going to look like with, with, with kids? Cause I can't continue on like this. Cause I, I want to be a part of everything in, in, in their lives. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and anyone who works in this industry knows that if you're not willing to sacrifice that, 
it's it, it becomes very very hard you know so like once once i had a kid it was like a internal like internal battle like for like six years you know of 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 it so yeah it, it made me want to look for still in the industry involved in the industry and still cooking but you know the the restaurant life was was tough and it's even harder now you know yeah yeah so so now you are uh the executive chef for what is it cisco, cisco. right and 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 you Give us a little background on what you do there, because it's it's. I think it's a pretty awesome uh, role, and I I mean, if 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 I I mean I I know you pretty well, so if I had to pick one role, I would say like that's got to be a fun role for you. That's got to be right. I, I don't know if it's a dream role for you, but that's got to be a fun role because you're doing all, like from my understanding is you're doing what you love, which is you know being in the kitchen and creating dishes and things like that. But you're also not stuck in one kitchen. Uh, right. you're, you're, you're helping other, you know, restaurants out. So right. go, go ahead, share, share, share a little bit about what you do now. Yeah. I mean, Cisco, Cisco came at like a very, very, um, like kind of low point in my career. I can't say it was a low point cause I was probably cooking the best I've ever, I ever cooked, um, at that point. But again, it was the, the, the time and I was a Cisco customer. So Cisco's a, the largest food distributor um, in the world, but they also have, you know, a marketing department and a business resource department. So my salesman, you know, he, he knew what I was going through at, um, you know, the restaurant I was at before I came to Cisco and he's like, Hey, you know, our executive chef is retiring. There might be an, be an opening. I'm like, so, you know, what does that entail? I'm like, dude, I'm not cut for, for, for corporate man. Like you're, you're, I'll put my resume in, but you know, it was a, it was a pipe dream, but yeah, to, to your point, it definitely was a dream job. Cause basically uh, what we do is we work with some of the, uh, the largest customers up in, you know, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Finger Lakes down into the Southern tier. And I mean, it could be a, a I mean, really anything. It's not like I teach restaurant operators how to run restaurants because obviously they, they know what they're doing but i i help them you know think of different um things to, to operate better whether it's on their menu whether it's the way that their kitchen is laid out whether it's the way they're do doing a, a you know a certain task or whatever so i mean it, it gets as granular as that but then also it's you know analyzing their menu and, and offering suggestions and solutions to make their menu, you know, more profitable and, and stuff like that. So I'm not going to bore you with that, but it's, it's, it's all very, you know, consultative and we try to work with as a partnership inside our, our, our best customers, um, operations, you know, um, we have our sales, you know, and they're, they're responsible for, for selling the products. And for those who are using our products, um, you get the added benefit of, um, a consultation, you know, or, or a consultant. That's, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. And now, so, I mean, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. no, I say uh, above and beyond that, you know, we, we have our meat company and, 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 uh, seafood company based in New Jersey. So, you know, you do a lot of recipe testing and development with, you know, some crazy, crazy products, you know, Wagyu steaks and this and that. So you get to play around with some of that really, really cool stuff too. Yeah, that's. I mean, and and you have probably the best of the best, um, you know, stuff in 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 your kitchen 
right? In, in yeah. the, the main kitchen that you work out of and you're testing all the stuff, you probably have the best of the best equipment. So that's pretty awesome too. Yeah. I mean, we, it's a mix, you know, because a lot of the customers that come in is like, you know, they don't have all that fancy schmancy stuff. So there's, there's, yeah, I mean, I got some pretty techie stuff, but then, you know, we just do a basic consultation. I'm just on a six burner, you know, just regular convention oven, you know, just to, you know, you got to keep it real, bro. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't go, you can't go too, uh, too corporate on them. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, right. so, so I, I would say, you know, in your career, you've, you've, you've hit, you've hit some pretty high highs and, and, uh, you know, reach a level of success in your career. Right. So mm-hmm. what right. keeps you motivated to keep creating new dishes? What keeps you motivated to keep, you know, you know, going on once you've reached a, a certain level of success, what, what drives you? You see, I think, I think I relinquished the, it, that's hard to say. I shouldn't say that. I, I, it's not that I relinquished the, the drive to create new dishes because I mean, that, that is, that'll always be there. That's ingrained in me, you know, just from being, you know, just a creative person, you know? And like I said, it started as a kid with just like drawing and art and stuff like that. But right. uh, what really, really drives me is the fact that my whole, you know, my whole life being in the industry, literally, you know, my whole, from not my whole life, but from teenage to, you know, in my thirties, uh, I thought that was it. You know, there was, there, I didn't really think that there was any way to, to move up. And, and in this industry, you know, the more you move up, the better you get, the more money you make, the more demanding, you know, it comes. So after working, you know, 70 hours a week as it is, you know, if I wanted to make, you know, six figures or whatever, you know, you'd have to look at hotels or resorts or, or this and that where, I mean, I mean, 80 hours a week and, you know, six, seven days a week or, you know, 15 days in a row is like, wasn't a sacrifice that I was willing to make now that I had a family. So I had to really take a, a hard check and, and almost divorce myself from the kitchen because it was, it, it was all I knew, you know, it was an obsession. Um, and even through the, you know, like I said, there were some really, really dark times, you know, the family losing the restaurant, losing our house and all that stuff. And my parents moving away and having to fend for myself, you know, the industry, you know, pretty much kept me going, you know, but like I said, it was that fear of failure. Um, and honestly, once you have kids, um, your whole mindset changes. It's not about me. It's not about what I want to do with, with, um, my career. Yes. I still want to cook. I still want to, you know, motivate and, you know, create new things and stuff like that. But I also want to take them to soccer practice. You know, I want to be there on the first day of school. I want to be there on their birthday parties. You know, I want to be able to go to their assemblies and all those things. So, I mean, the way that Cisco landed on my lap was just really a, um, I guess my wife uses the word kismet, (laughs) you know, like it was just at the right time. And once I entered this world, I realized it had almost every part of what I loved about being in the kitchen, but also a whole new, you know, sky's the limit opportunity to really bring my career and, you know, my business sense and and all these things to a whole new level that I never thought was possible, you know? So, I mean, I could, you know, right now I'm, 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 
you know, a, a executive chef and, and business consultant. But, you know, the funny thing is, is you work in these big corporations and, you know, yeah, you, you're a number across the, <laughs> the entire country of, of employees, you know, but also you have more opportunity to grow. I mean, I see people that have been here for, for 30 years that started as salespeople and are vice presidents of multiple um, operating sites and, and stuff like that. And it's just like, holy, holy cow, you know, if I really put my, use that work ethic I learned in the, in the industry and apply it to this, I mean, who knows where that could, who knows where that could go? You know, I thought I topped out at, you know, whatever I was making in, in, in the kitchens. It's not about money, but you know what? I want to provide for my family. I want my kids to have uh, uh, a fun lifestyle, memories and stuff like that. And I don't want to have to worry about, can we do it? Can we afford, you know, all those things. So, right. I mean, I, I guess that's not my only drive. I think that's the biggest drive is just to make sure that, that, that my kids are, are taken care of, um, able to have fun and, but also know the value of hard work by the example that I set, you know, so really everything I do is, is really for them. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And now, I mean, you, you, you mentioned, you know, certain things that you want to accomplish, not accomplish, but uh, attend when it comes to the kids stuff, you know, school, like events and birthdays and, and, and baseball games and soccer games and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. What is kind of a, kind of a little switch here, but what, what time do you wake up daily? Are you, are you an early riser? Do you sleep in, you know, like now, because in the in the, the the restaurant industry, it's mostly mm-hmm. at nighttime, right? But now you, right. your words, you move more towards the corporate schedule. So, are you a nine mm-hmm. to five guy? And if so, do you wake up super early and 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 get some things in, and then you know then get your kids off and get you know get them ready for school, or is it like, nah, I wake up you know before I go to work, and then I just go to work, and then I come home, nah. and then that's my family time. No, I'm I'm naturally. Uh, Even when I was a kid, you know, I was the first one on the block riding the bike and stuff like that. I was out there at six in the morning during summer, you know, and I'm, I'm still the same way. Don't get me wrong. Back in the days of the kitchen and, and stuff like that, you know, you get out of work at one, you party till four. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done for the next day, but you know, I now, you know, now, uh, those are, uh, it was over 10 years ago. You know, I, I love getting up and having that, like, mindset time I guess you could call it you know where it's I'm up before everybody else the house is quiet and there's not anything really specific that I do in and at that time so I, I would say you know I get up anywhere in between as early as 4 30 in the morning depending because I, I, I do like to go to the, the gym in the morning before and they you know they have a 5 30 in the morning class so I'll do that or uh, you know but no matter what I'm up by six pretty much like every day on the weekends, I might push it till eight, you know, depending, but you know, my kids are up around like seven. So I, I want that hour just to kind of think about what I got going on, what, what needs to get done and, you know, prepare myself mentally for it. You know, even when I was in the kitchen, I was, I would much rather work an 18 hour day that went smooth than a 13 hour day. That was a complete shit show. So if I have to invest a couple more hours in my day, just to ensure I have a smooth, successful, productive day, then fine. I'll be able to sleep easier at night, you know? 
Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's great. So, and and now, you know, seven days a week, you're you're waking up and 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 you know, early ish and and doing it, or you just doing that during the weekday and weekends are for for rest. What, what, no, like, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I don't know. It's I think my brother's the same way. It's like we we operate on four hours of sleep. Like we got ten. You know, um, he's even worse than I am, but. No, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but the thing is, is I, you got to listen to your body, you know? I mean, if your body and your mind, I mean, I, I know when my, my temper's getting shorter, my body feels drained or my mind feels drained. And then, yeah, if I have the opportunity on the weekend to sleep till nine, I'll sleep till nine. I mean, it's nothing that I, you have to get up early and this and that. I mean, during the week, my, my, I mean, yeah, definitely I'm, I'm up early because things start going on, you know, customers are getting deliveries, you know, this and that. So, you know, the sales uh, team is active so that, you know, you'll start getting emails as early as six thirty, seven o'clock. And I don't like being blindsided by anything. So during the week, yeah, I'm pretty much a stickler to getting up before, you know, six or before. Nice. Nice. And now you talked about a little bit of stress, uh, you know, that, that, you know, being in the kitchen can, can create, um, you know, in, not only that, but you have a family and you have to worry about, you know, family things and you have, you know, a wife and, you know, all that stuff. So uh, not that mm-hmm. your wife creates any stress. I love you, Tony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, how do you relieve stress? Like what, what is your main go-to to relieve stress? Like, do you meditate? Do you work out? Are you a stress eater? Are you a stress like starver, right? Like when you are, you have a stressful day, what's your go-to? Bourbon, bourbon. Okay, that's that's great. <laughs> oh, man, no. that's that's a, that's a, that's a no, but that's that's a fair answer, right? Like, no, I, I mean, it, it, sometimes it, you just it, need a crack of beer. In a in a lot of ways, but no, I mean, I I've learned I as a in, like early in my twenties, I was I had uh, I suffered from like anxiety, like really, really, really bad, um, you know, and a lot of it was self, you know, self inflicted you know, and stuff like that. But I never really cared for like the medications and stuff that they, they put you on. So really I, 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 I learned how to kind of manage my stress levels. And honestly, I mean, it might sound like corny, but it, people totally just overlook how important breathe, like breathing is, you know, just taking a, a moment in a quiet place for a minute and literally just doing some deep breathing and stuff like that. So honestly, like, and I'm not a meditator or, you know, this holistic person or or anything else like that. But honestly, if throughout the day, if you take a full breath, it's kind of funny how like you're, you're sitting like, wow, when was the last time I actually did that? When was the last time I actually felt my rib cage when I was breathing in, you know, and you, you realize how tense you, you have been, and I, I think it just opens up your mind to really what it is that's triggering you, you know. And by doing that, I'm able to either focus on that or sometimes you just have to put it to bed and you just have to ignore it. And just, you know, it's going to be there. It, it can't control you. Move the fuck on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm with you. I Listen, I, I don't – I mean – do you, I, I I should know this about you, but do you do you read books a lot or no? Um, not really. I'm more of like a you know, if something piques my interest, I'll 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 dive into it. I'll I'll, I'll research it. You know, um, whether that's you know articles or anything else like that. 
I would you, would you listen to a book on audio? Yeah, I definitely. Okay. I'm, I was never like one to 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 really sit down and hunker down and and read a book. Although, I mean, other than you know cookbooks and and stuff, you know, things about chefs that that influence me and stuff like that for sure. But you know, I uh, the reason I asked that is because I I just read a great book and and. I'm sure anybody that has listened to multiple podcasts that I've put out there right now, um, it's called breath and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's by this guy, James Nestor. And it's, it's, there's an audio version too. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll buy it and send it over to you on the audio version of it. And you can, uh, you can check it out. It's, it's awesome. It, but, but what you just said about breathing and taking a full breath, right. you know, for, for even one minute, like, Holy cow! Like that—that's what this entire book is all about. It's about how much breathing can change your life, and and how much breathing the correct way. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like breathing through your mouth, and and I didn't, I never knew this, but breathing through your mouth is so bad for you. Breathing through your nose is the only way you should be breathing. Really? And um, oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So if you, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I'll, I'll send it over to you because it's, it's pretty, it's pretty baller. The, the amount of changes that your life will have when you start breathing correctly. So like, I, I, <laughs> this is like the third or fourth podcast <laughs> that I've talked about it, but I actually sleep now with tape on my mouth, so my mouth stays shut, so I only <laughs> breathe through my nose at night. That sounds fucking yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> France never been so turned on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's, that's, um, you know, that, I, I'm going to send it over to you. I think, I think you'll actually, uh, you'll enjoy it and, and you'll learn a little bit about, you know, the whole breathing and, and the best yeah, I mean, are. for sure. I mean, and like I said, I mean, it, I'm, I've never been one to be, you know, all, you know, meditative and, and stuff like that. Although I'm, I'm sure that stuff works and, and, uh, but yeah, I, I just think taking a, a, a moment sometimes and just calming the fuck down, uh, people just don't do it. Right. It's uh, you know, everyone wants to solve problems. Everyone wants instant gratification on like everything, you know, it's like, not like patience is gone. I don't oh, know yeah. if it's because uh, no, everything that's at our finger, that you know, everything at its, uh, everything's at our fingertips, and everything's so immediate as far as information and social media and all that stuff. I'm sure that that's that's what it is. But it's like people want that that instant gratification for, you know, or instant reward for anything that they you know they work on or they they put effort into, you know. And it's like through all that, I think people totally stop focusing on the effort they put towards themselves, you know? Um, and I've been really, really focused since I've left the kitchen, you know, I put myself in this rush to become this new person now that I didn't have the day-to-day stresses of, you know, running a fine dining restaurant, you know? And it was like, dude, just slow down. Let, let, let those things fall on your plate. Let your, your, yourself develop naturally in this, in this new, you know, role of yours you know, and, and set some goals, you know, uh, set some goals and don't put your pressure on it, on achieving them. Just know that they're, they're there and that they need attention, you know, and, and, and keep moving forward. No, I, I, I like that. I mean, it's to set the goals and, but not to stress about it, you know, like just, right. just have that as a goal to achieve and, right. 
and 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 something to drive forward towards but don't 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 stress so much that you you know forget why you're 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 trying to achieve that goal i i right. agree with you i think that's a, i think that's a great way of looking at it and, and you know now, what you know what like mindset really like intrigues me and i've been kind of slowly circling around really like diving into it it's just the whole like minimalistic approach to th- to things you know like even like your closet <laughs> You know, and and clutter and and stuff like that is always I, always seems very very intriguing to me. It's just a simple simple way to 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 think and to live. You know, I mean, I I personally think I have way too much shit, right? And and I I would love to be more minimalistic. I saw so right. I, I, I hear it's, so oh it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard because and and I I do this all the time, but it's like you get something and then it has a little bit of sentimental value. You know, like I have I have like shirts. Yeah, like yes. I'll, I'll oh, receive dude. from somebody and I'll be like, oh, so and so gave me you that could shirt. Almost hear the shirt. You could hear the shirt talking. Yeah, almost like like when you go to put it in the goodwill bin and you're like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your mom yeah, would be so mad at you. You never warned dude, me. To- to- yeah, <laughs> like I feel like I, like the ones with like the tag still on it, and you're like, oh my god, my mom's gonna be so upset, you know. And it's like <laughs> she bought that for you like 13 years ago. Like, get rid of it. <laughs> I, I I literally have a storage unit still, and and the storage unit I have things in there that I I I really don't even know what's in there. I haven't even like honestly gone and looked through it. Probably four years so right. if that storage I, I often think like man i would love to just not pay the storage unit and let it go to auction and have it be on tv and see what people think of my storage unit <laughs> <laughs> or the fact but, that they spent money on something from it <laughs> that, that's that's totally just garbage but yeah <laughs> like like like, so, like, a, like a wristband that 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 it caught from like a UB basketball game or some shit from <laughs> some notes from some like no name player or who knows? No, I'm honestly, and oh my god, it got even worse when I had kids. Like, I mean, if they like made a, a line on a piece of paper, I was like, oh, I have to keep that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. You can do it. You can do what my one friend did. He he went. His son drew his like first drawing of him. He got it mm-hmm. tattooed on his chest. I was like, "That's cool. Yeah. I like that." Yeah, it's yeah, a definitely. Stick figure on his chest. Definitely. But all right, um, the million dollar question here. Ready? Last no. one. Last one. If there was a billboard of you in Times Square, what would you have it say on it? And it could be you in, you know, your your chef coat, right? It could be you in, you know, shorts and a t-shirt. It could be you in a backwards hat. It could be you in a Speedo. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want that billboard to be, what would it say on it? Everybody's going to be walking to Times Square and they're going to be like, who the hell is that Shea guy? I think, um, you know, it, it, Mm. Give me like thirty seconds, because I have, I have a quote that I love, and <laughs> and it's it's hard to be serious when you're naked. I think, because <laughs> like think about it, you ever like stub your toe like when you're like you know you're getting out of the shower you're in your bedroom you get dry, you stub your toe and then like you like go down your face to face with your dick and you're like uh, how can I be hurt right now this is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, seriously, it's hard I, to be like serious when you're naked. Imagine like getting in an argument with your wife, like while you're naked. Like, 
I like it. Like, I like it. I, so, so would it be a, a the picture or the billboard would be of you naked with just maybe like a maybe like a, covering? No, maybe like uh, like the emoji, like an emoji, you know, just hovering about it. Maybe, maybe not a laughing one because I like to think I'm at least average. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to be serious when you're naked, you know. And I think, uh, you know, I think that's very be- fitting for your personality. I think it's very <laughs> fitting for you know when when people will get to know you. And, and we're gonna have you on for uh, whatever Wednesday podcast uh, coming up the next month. And and when Sounds when good. people when people hear you know you on that because this is this is more of a serious you know and and and. It's not too serious, but it's it's more of a you know kind of uh, you know get to get to know the business side, the you know the uh, hungry person that you are and the motivated person that you are. Um, but the whatever Wednesday series uh, will allow you to really open up your goofiness and and uh, and I think people will will then take this billboard question and they'll be like, I understand <laughs> now, I get it. Yeah, let's let's hope so because I'm sure there's still people that have been in my life for a long time still trying to figure some things out. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking when you turn 40, I'm gonna get shirts made up of you naked, and I'm gonna have it say "Hard to be, <laughs> hard to be mad <laughs> when you're angry," or I'm sorry, when you're naked. You know what? Hard, the word "hard" should cover my penis. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. I I think. It's it's hard, and then maybe on the back to be serious when you're naked. So like they're just like, oh wow, it's hard. There you go. I like it. I think yeah. that's gonna, that's, that's going to happen. Those are going to be shirts I'm going to have made up for you. <laughs> and if this uh, podcast look. gets a lot of views or a lot of uh, listens, I, I I might just make them early and sell them. <laughs> <laughs> Hell you'll yeah! Get, you'll get fifty percent of the, the the proceeds. Exactly. People have All gotten right, well, rich doing doing a lot of dumber shit. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I really appreciate you taking your time. I know you're a busy guy, um, but yes, I, I really appreciate you jumping on the podcast and 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 having the conversation. So, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and man, that's my I first will... one. It was fun. Yeah, right. And we'll we'll, we'll do we'll do a couple more. I, I'm 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 sure you're going to be a frequent guest because you're you're a lot of fun to talk to. So, <laughs> sounds right. good, man. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. All right, you got it, Jerry. Bye. Bye. All right, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors, SaberCon Concrete Restoration. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, why don't you give Jim and Scott a call? And VitFit Keys, where Mel will kick your butt into shape, now offering Zoom classes.